Hi, it's Alex. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Small Talk No More. This week's chat went on for a bit longer than expected, but as Felipe gave incredible insights, I split this episode into two parts. Let's get started with part one. Hi, welcome to another episode of Small Talk No More. I'm today joined by Felipe Arevalo, who's label manager at Somos. Hello, Felipe. Hey, Alex, how's it going? I'm very good. How are you? All good, all good. Enjoying the uh, the indoor, the imposed indooring. Yeah. Um, so, uh, just to start with, could you tell us uh, who Felipe is and what makes you so special? Sure. <laughs> special, <laughs> special. I, I doubt that. Um, well, I'm I'm originally from Colombia and I landed in London almost seven years ago. Um, I did an undergrad in music in Colombia and then I left everything behind and came to do a master's as well in music Mm -hmm. production here in London. And well, at the moment, I say, fortunately, we're in one of those careers where your degree doesn't define you, but what you do within the industry is really what defines you. And Mm -hmm. I ended up being a music producer, which fortunately is what I always wanted to be. And uh, currently I helped, uh, well, I, I manage a few labels that I helped creating with uh, within West One Music Group in London. One of them is Somos, which is a Latin American label that focuses on music content for media, like library music and along the lines of, uh, of basically music that you, you sing for media. Um, mm-hmm. And with the reputation that we've been having lately, we've had bigger and bigger names coming on board. And now we're pushing for our artist label, artist focus label, which is Somos Mass. Uh, mm-hmm. And because of the... It's, yes, it, it's, it's something particularly new that we're trying to push for. Uh, still, it's still yet to be proven as a successful attempt. Um, mm-hmm. And with the skills that kind of like are involved in producing Latin American music that comes from super, super traditional tribal music uh, mm-hmm. up on like to the to the new, more contemporary genres, there is some some uh, skills that can be transferred onto another culturally rich albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm now also helping with the um, running of the... Asia Record Collective, as well from West One Music Group. Um, wow. And a, a few How do you have time in the day? Well, That's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I've, I'm no longer me. I just focus on making someone else's albums. But yeah. fortunately, it is what I love doing, so can't complain no, at all. Very, very lucky position, actually. Um, so something I wanted to mention as well, for those that don't know, Felipe... Um, was uh, one of the key people to kind of guide me earlier in my career. I just finished a internship in a record label and I was so lost. I did not have a clue about what I was doing. And Felipe was very nice and very kind to always have some advice, always have some time to kind of guide through and, you know, say, you know, spend time, go have some juice in central London and like, you know, just help. Uh, someone trying to understand what the hell the music business is and where you're going. Um, so, um, 
Now, uh, there's a game that I play with everyone that is interviewed in this podcast. Okay, we're going to play a um, really quick game of questions. Uh, it's normally 30 seconds, but there's a couple of questions that might need a bit of elaboration. So I'm going to put the timer to 45 seconds. These will be quite quick and snappy uh, answers. Okay. Is this 45 per question or for all of the questions? <laughs> for all of the questions. Okay. Okay. Let's do this. I'm sure we can do it. Right, so this will start now. So, what's your favorite song or album? Uh, favorite album, mm-hmm. Calle 13, que entran los que quieran entrar. Ah, qué bueno. Loads of Latin Grammys, and it's such an amazing album. Mm. Okay, um, someone famous you have a crush on? Um, I don't I, I don't think I focus on that. I do find lo- loads of, <laughs> you know, like attractive celebrities, but... I try mm-hmm. to keep it realistic, so per se, like a celebrity crush, no. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, are you a cat or a dog person? Uh, I've had far too many dogs in my life, and I haven't had any cats, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that I, I think a good mm-hmm. cat would also be good company, so either. <laughs> okay, and uh, morning or evenings? Morning, totally. Um, if you could be a supernatural creature, which one would you be and why? Uh, no idea. No. Pass. <laughs> I'm terrible with supernatural creatures and mythology and stuff. Okay. So what's your least favorite Muppet? Uh, no idea. <laughs> uh... I don't know. I think they're all lovely. Why would you Why would you hate one of them or have a, a least favorite? That's know. really cruel. Just to add some controversy. Uh, nah, no, don't like controversy. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to give them a thumbs up um, to all of them. Okay, so let's move. In. Uh, I'm going to ask you, what's your dream job? Um... Uh, fortunately, it's the one I currently have. Maybe, maybe I'd like to work more with... Um, artist, but then, yeah, I mm. I don't think I'd get to use all of my skills so often. So yeah, it comes with the territory. Fortunately, dream job, the one I currently have, I'd say. That's amazing. And finally, what's the best piece of advice uh, someone has ever given to you? Uh, mm, my sisters once said to me, Stop worrying so much about everything. If it doesn't have a solution, it is not a problem. And I've applied that to so many other things. It's kind of like a really vague, stoic uh, way of looking at things. And uh, from from that, then kind of like a more social, I've become a really mm. uh, collective interactions guy. I'd say what's bad for the bee is bad for the hive. That's another one that I really, really like. So those are kind of like two two things that resonate mm. in my mind all the time as pieces of advice. Cool. Wise sister you have. Thumbs up to sisters. I've got <laughs> my sister. She's the best person in the world. Um, cool. So that's the end for our quick game. Um, I think it was super interesting to get to know Felipe a little bit more. We went over 45 seconds, unfortunately, but that's absolutely fine. It's part of the game. Now, um, let's move on to what's the important 
bit of this chat. I want to know, you know, unfortunately, we are going through a terrible situation for a lot of people, which is the um, coronavirus. And so I want to understand from your perspective, how has that affected Somos or West One, you personally and you as a professional? So my first question is, uh, what has been, from your perspective, the impact of lockdown and COVID on the recorded music industry? Uh, I think I think even within within music, there are so many fields and within the recorded part of music industry, there are also so many other fields. There's people that don't, I don't understand mm. how many business models within the music industry, as well as there are a lot of people that don't understand or don't have a clue of how the the field that I work with uh, actually makes a profit. It's it's a mutual mm-hmm. uh, mystery. Um, but I think from, from the many fields, from merchandise to streaming, uh, there has been downsides and upsides. Um but I think the shift has gone from initially how everyone thought that now live music has to be the point of focus because recording music is no longer the 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 point of profit, and all of a sudden mm. does 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 no longer it, it like there's a paradigm again where we have to rethink exactly how is it that we're gonna keep um entertainment and arts fueled um when when they when what we thought they were making making a profit of is mm-hmm. no longer available until I don't know af- after the summer of 2021, which is crucial for for live music itself and for releases. Um, mm-hmm. I think music, apart from the live side of of music, I think the um, there is a a cushion that mm-hmm. we are yet not able to understand exactly what impact is going to have. So it's it's really important to understand what, what we don't know uh, because we still don't know the consumption. Uh, more media is being consumed, arguably, with everyone mm-hmm. just being indoors. There's uh, th- The main focus right now is on the consumption of media as a whole. So we should be looking at more income but at the same time our income is not uh direct from the amount of plays that you get but on percentiles of the bigger companies that pay for a royalty so mm-hmm. still very very tricky to understand money wise how how this is going to have a, a an impact but yeah, yeah. It, it is definitely changing the way in which we do everything and do you think there's been any positive sides to you to what's going on obviously there's been a lot of downsides so life being cancelled and the fact that you know i'm guessing that um royalty payments take a bit of time so for those that are missing out on all the money uh, from live performances they're gonna have to wait a few months to kind of see exactly what's gonna happen with their royalties and you know what sort of cut they're gonna get so do you think there's been any positives though for the for recording music uh, for, I, this is going to be fundamental for the development of cross-cultural collaborations because mm. what, what, what this is doing is making everyone aware that there is a lot of power in having a self-sufficient, uh, having self-sufficient means of recording yourself and being mm. a recording it's funny because recording artist is one thing, but you have to be an artist that knows 
that must know how to record themselves and as a as mm-hmm. a as a perf- as an instrumentalist you would also have to do and know all of these things uh, but also from the side of uh, teaching and lessons the amount of uh, reclusive or isolated time that every mm-hmm. creative is spending at the moment is like okay I'm not touring anymore like the most of the people that I'm working with at the moment are on full 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 creative mode because there is just no other way. Now, obviously, there are worries about what's going to happen. But overall, I think, again, the positives will come. Positives, I don't think there are that many positives. If if, if I'm being uh, pragmatic about it, I think everyone is losing out on very particular means of income, mm-hmm. like being paid for a live performance in a venue, being able to get sponsorships for public performances, uh, Mm. like the amount of royalties that are being missed out, the amount of productions overall in media that are also not going to happen. So sync, everything is going to suffer. So overall, from an economic end, there, I don't think that there is any, any current positives, but what the outcome is going to be is going to be full of positives because there are so many developments right now that f- are focusing on on the devel- on the support of mm-hmm. working remotely and making sure that you don't have to be a touring musician to be able to make profit so there will be positives they are in the hands of people like yourself who mm-hmm. are kind of like at like spearheading innovation um, and kind of like always, always finding a way through that I'm sure are going to bring a few really, really good ideas um, for all of the other musicians around. Hmm. Well, hopefully. Uh, I want to touch on something that you mentioned. So you said that the musicians that you work with, they're in full creative mode. So um, do you think that this is an important time for people to make music? And do you think that people will produce better quality music perhaps or they will produce more music in less amount of time because you know they cannot really go anywhere and then you know they don't need to commute to a studio they don't really need to spend much time going to see friends because they can do it from the from their living rooms or from their bedrooms so do you think that um the creative side will develop to a high level because people are musicians creatives and in full creative mode. Well, th- there's that thing about the the creativity is the reflection of the experiences that that you live and how you and is is a result of of your mm-hmm. own life uh, experiences. And if you're not experiencing life but indoors, then yeah, I, it's it's a tricky one. I'm not really sure if it's gonna have a massively positive impact in 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 the quality of the productions themselves because mm-hmm. obviously unless everyone was getting a grant to set themselves with 20,000 pounds 20,000 euros 20,000 dollars to get equipment and uh, proper acoustic mm-hmm. treatment and isolation for their it's uh, somewhat unlikely uh, that that you like you might get uh, as we were talking a little bit before before the show but y- you might get 
obviously there will always be the, the, the exceptionals that are gonna like the outliers that you can give the cheapest of microphones and are gonna come with these mm. amazing things but also kind of like relies on the luck that oh the instrument that you play or the tone of your voice is really suits this microphone and then you don't need another microphone there's you can have a ten thousand dollar microphone that doesn't really suit your voice and you were so lucky that uh I don't know that SM57 was the was what did the trick and and now you're doing award winning albums. Uh, so the, mm. the the quality I think there will always be the outliers that are gonna make really 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 good quality recordings because just because. But overall, and if we if we look at it statistically, I think the the lack of record being able to rehearse, for example. Uh, of being able to to properly perform as an ensemble or to meet in studios. There's some magic to a studio as well that allows people to to kind of like give themselves to to a microphone and a mixing desk in an acoustically magic space. And all of that has has a value, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, yeah, I think in the change is going to mainly happen internally in terms of the experimentation towards new mm. sounds so we might or what something that i'm already seeing a lot which is there's a lot of artists that are that are reducing their formats to whatever they can get at home or some people are djing or things like that so i think mm. i think it's making everyone uh is giving everyone the opportunity to improve themselves to like mm. we're in we're in harvesting not in harvesting mode but in like kind of like uh I don't know how you call that. The like coming out of the comfort zone. Like they're using this time to kind of move and improve something that maybe they were not good at. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're it's kind at. of waiting, waiting, holding on, holding on to that moment where okay, you know what? Now I I've as a as a if you look at it technically, now I know all of this more theory about engineering, or I know all of these theory, I know more scales, or I play better piano, mm. or I learn how to plug in this modular synthesizer to my vocals, and now I can do this, or I don't know. There's mm. people are gonna come out guns blazing with all of the new things that they've had to develop uh, on their own, and I think I think that's always a good thing. So so that would be a, a positive. To, to, mm. to look for in okay. the future thanks for listening join me next week for part two of our chat 